to the Death Tall But Metal podcast. This is Tane, and tonight I am joined by Danny and Mitch of Panic to talk about their upcoming Lightning Strikes Twice tour. Guys, it is great to have you on the show. It's great to be talking to you, man. It's good to be Thanks here. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, ah, look, my pleasure, my pleasure. You guys have not stopped moving for the last few months. Um, <laughs> man, like March, uh, you just finished up the show No Mercy tour with Mason. Uh, and for those people who might have missed out on that awesome old school tour video you guys did. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about what's been happening in the panic camp for this year? Um, since then, we've really focused on booking this tour, learning this album, the Ride the Lightning album we're doing on this tour, and um, working on new songs. Those have been the three biggest you know, things. But now that the tour has been booked, the album has been learned, it's really we're just focusing on um writing some new songs and figuring out now where we want to record and who we want to record with and um that kind of links in with the new songs and that sort of thing yeah well i mean obviously you um you did the trash talk music video as well earlier in the year so i mean between learning full metallica albums uh you also earlier in the year you played with chainsaw from sweden as well in january was it um, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. But, um, I mean, I obviously want to ask you about, you know, covering Ride the Lightning and being able to do that as a three-piece as well. Obviously, it's such an iconic album for, for awesome dual guitar shit. How are you going about the instrumentation for this? What can we expect to see at one of the shows? Well, you're going to see a sick show that sounds sick, of course, because we're <laughs> sick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, can like, we're all... We're all decent musicians, we like to think. So you you start to figure out ways to fill the sound, whether it be like I'm like going into a harmony or or like a solo or something. Mitchell will put more pedals on or whatever to fill to fill the gap of not having that extra guitar. And yeah. there's also like parts Mitchell be sometimes harmonizing with me if he was like another like the second guitar, pretty much. It's just like little tricks we've worked out playing together for so long, for so many years. We just make it work. We yeah. actually um, did all of Kill 'Em All last year as well at a couple of shows on our last um, Snappy Neck tour, East Coast tour, and um, this kind of continues on from that. We we learned how to do that. Even before that, uh, we started out not knowing how to write a song at all. You know, just when the band started, just as you know, three idiots in high school playing Metallica songs and all we did was play and jam Metallica songs we didn't know how to write a song and that's all we did so we've always kind of come full circle it's, we've always kind of you know had to figure out how to do these sorts of things not because we needed to but because we wanted to from the beginning um, and we're like well we know all these songs why not just you know do the whole album, you know. It worked with the 35 years last year. It works with the 35 years this year. So, and it's a lot of fun, you know. We're going on tour, and normally you get to play, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. We get to play an 80, hour, 90 minute, hour set. and a half set, like each night, which is just it's sick. It's, it's amazing. It's so good, you know. 
Well, I mean, the that's one thing I've definitely noticed, especially like uh, you know the the last well few tours really. I mean, if it's not double sets, you you guys play thrash, which is normally like short and punchy, but yeah, your sets keep people there the whole time, even when you're doing long sets. And I'm I'm wondering, you know, obviously it's a huge tax on the body and mind to keep this up for multiple tours. Uh, but I also know that, you know, you've been playing shows, obviously, with Mason, but, uh, you know, like with Hazmat as well. A lot of other very hard-working Australian bands that, that tour a shitload. Is there anything that you guys have sort of learned from these guys who've been doing it for quite a while now as well? Like a, anything you've kind of learned on the road to help keep this going? Um, to be honest, not really. I, th- I feel like we've <laughs> figured it out by doing it ourselves. You know what I mean? What we learned on the Mason one was just how to have a good time. We just partied <laughs> nonstop on that tour. Um, so it wasn't like anything like eating well, going to the gym and stuff. It was just like barely sleeping, <laughs> drinking, and then playing the next show. Be- learning how to be super hungover and live. Make, it, make it to the next show in time to sound check and play. That was literally... I think we got to Adelaide, our Adelaide show, like... 15 minutes before our set. So we legit loaded in, warmed up, and hit the stage. Yeah, it was, yeah, we, we <laughs> I think Mitch was still hungover at that point. He was hungover the whole day. Yeah, I was, it wasn't fun. The show was fun, but um, my body did. We actually played fun. sick that night, I reckon. Yeah, it was, it was a great tightest, show. tightest set. Did, so, I mean, like, you find you, you've kind of done it backwards to most bands, because a, a lot of bands do kind of start out like that and then realize they can't keep it up. But, I mean, obviously... You guys are, are, in general, like, very professional. Like, you know, we've had you on the club before, uh, like, a couple of times, and and I've seen a lot of your shows, and you obviously take it seriously, but this is kind of a chance to actually kind of relax and enjoy the tour for once? Well, we we take ourselves seriously, right? And Mm. what we do... Sorry, let me say that again we take what we do seriously but we don't take ourselves seriously like we're all we're all um pretty fit we you know we all we all go we'll to look after like, ourselves we don't drink like every day it's just do, like, do yoga and all we, we're pretty active and fit people but when you're going out and doing these shows like say you're going to go on a tour we want to have you make wanna, memories have fun make the most of it like yeah you're going to be tired and you're going to be hung over the next day but what's well, like one day's worth of sleep for like a lifetime memories exactly sick times. like we're going to have the best time and do everything we can and not sleep and you know <laughs> it, we're going to do everything we can to make that memory like Dan said and, and we don't we, we save like the fun times until after the set like we don't get too hammered so we can't even play our own songs like, so we, we we know when to turn it on and when to turn it off pretty much. Like I said, we you know, we take what we do seriously. Like, that that comes first above all. You know mm. what I mean? We we wanna put uh a, the best show we can on and play the tightest set. Like I think when we started out, we didn't drink like before the set at all. I don't do that now. We we yeah, well <laughs> Mitch does. <laughs> it was um we we we've made a rule like you just couldn't do it because we didn't want to risk someone you know taking it too far or whatever like we was we're so, we're really serious and we still are we're always going to put the best show we can and we're not going to let anything you know, I think if if we that. are going to have a drink now before the set I think it's like two drinks we, but I I don't I even I don't even do that anymore it's pretty much we've, you and Corey that'll 
if you have some. We've learned yeah. our limits through backyard parties. That's where we um <laughs> where we could let's see how far we can take it and drink before <laughs> before it's a mess. And those are our, our road testing. So when we do go, you know, when people are paying to see us and it's a real professional thing. They're getting the best product. Yeah. Mm. So we, we learned that backyard parties how much we can take before. It's um it's interesting to hear you talk about the backyard parties. It's um very much the DIY thing I've always seen is a lot more of a sort of punk attitude uh, and, and sort of metal in general has really kind of been late to the party to do a lot of this stuff uh, in Australia at least but Thrash seems to kind of be the exception to that uh, you guys you know have worked your way up from that and now you're doing the, these pretty big national tours I've got to ask, do you have anything international planned? I know uh, Mason, uh, you know, headed to Japan this year uh, in April, I think it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any plans as well? That, not, not anything planned at the moment, but that's like what we're working to. That's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger, doing bigger, better shows and eventually going overseas. We want to do an album or put some professional yeah, put, put some recordings out first. You know what I mean? Mm. That's our next step after this tour. I yeah. feel like if we went overseas now, we'd be skipping a, a step. And we'd, <laughs> we'd have nothing to go over with. Mm. Yeah, we want people to have something to, to listen to before they come see us and something after, you know, maybe these people with the promo have, have taken the time to check us out and listen and they do like us overseas. But there'll be people who come to those shows. Obviously, it's, you'd, you'd be doing a support slot who see you at that show and then go, wow, these guys are really cool. Pick let me, let me let me look them up. We've got nothing out there, so we'd be missing <laughs> that, that, that step if we did that now. Well, uh, obvious next question, and I know you did mention it earlier, but um, the, obviously we're expecting uh, some new material from you guys and looking at uh, an album potentially, yeah? Yep. That's the plan. So you've already been writing songs. Uh, how's it coming along? Um, it's been coming along really good, especially since about maybe February, March. We feel like we found our sound. Like I never wanted to box. I think I would call myself the main songwriter, and I never wanted to box myself in. Uh, you know, to a specific thrashy genre like you you know what I mean or like we can't do this or we can't do that I never wanted to be like that because it's just setting limits on yourself mm. and it's just stupid I think like you should be able to write and do and try whatever you want you know it's your songs it's your music you should be able to try it out if it doesn't work it doesn't work so a lot of the songs we've written in the past couple of years I guess we've been a band for a few years now they all kind of tie together. They all link together. You all know it. You would know it's us. But a lot of them branch out into other genres or other areas or have other influences in them. But I think since February, without even trying, we've kind of discovered, wow, these these new songs all kind of sound similar. And we're like, there's a select few that they all just end up sounding like we didn't even set out to like oh let's make this one sound similar to that it just kind of happened organically and and that's perfect i think that's why i think we found our song because our sound because we didn't box ourselves 
We didn't paint ourselves into a corner. Like Dan said, it happened naturally, which is really exciting because I think we went through that that stage that that just trying everything to see what works and then exactly happened pretty quick we found it that's that's exactly right so now it's really exciting because we want to go to record and we found our sound which is we got some sick songs to do (laughs) that's awesome to hear and i mean um you know a lot of a lot of sort of died in the wool metalheads and especially thrash fans uh, are very particular about the sound of the metals that they love and the fact that you guys are you know doing these these fucking awesome tribute shows as well but splitting the set so that you're making sure you've got your, the originals there as well yeah with that exploration of the new sound how are you finding i mean because you're, you're playing yeah from adelaide all the way up to brisbane and everywhere in between how are you finding new thrash sounds are being received by by a larger australian metal audience they dig it. Like the, the Metallica stuff brings more regular people to mm. the gigs than the locals and the, to the, you know, the locals in the scene. And they dig it because they're obviously coming for Metallica. But we make them sit through our original set. <laughs> Originals Metallica first, Metallica after? That's kind of the plan. <laughs> That's awesome though. I mean, I, I think it's, uh, it's kind of cool because even if people don't you know, they might not know you or they might not have heard you before. It's it's an awesome incentive and it's not like being a cover band. Uh, I mean, you, you sort of had those origins like a lot of us do when you're, when you're starting to learn. But um, when did you guys actually get together? Uh, I think the band was like official June 5th, 2015 15. or 16? 15. 15. Yeah, fuck. Oh, that's awesome! You guys, um, you you even know the date. Uh, I expect like he's, a. He's got a I've got a, I've got it written down as well. And yeah, I got a, I got a like crazy memory. Yeah, <laughs> he remembers dates like dates, times like no time. wait, where places I was sitting, how I was feeling, and stuff. <laughs> I I can't remember now. Yeah, my memory is terrible. Fuck! Oh, that's amazing. Well, look. While I've got you guys here as well, I mean, so, you know, we, we've talked about, like, uh, all the stuff that's been happening in the last year, and, you know, I, I've mentioned the, um, you know, some of the the international support you have. Uh, have you been reaching out towards anyone else as well? Um, that's, that's actually another goal that we actually haven't spoken about. But, yeah, we definitely want to get another, like, international support. I think our, the only one we've done was Lich King. But that was like in Wollongong. And Chainsaw. Oh, yeah, mm. and Chainsaw, sorry. But yeah, we, we want to get one that's like up in Sydney just to get like some more of those regular people, not just keep playing to the same people that are in the Sydney scene. Mm. It definitely like seems... Like a Marty Freeman or a Violence and one of those two, you know what I mean? Like where they're playing to bigger venues and there will be people outside the scene. And we, and we shoot the style there. as well. So we're hoping like just the more regular people go in there, they'll see us like, oh, these guys are sick. Like it just brings new new people to us. Well, look, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, is there anything else you want to tell the listeners while you're here? Um, just check our Facebook out, Instagram, Panic Oz. Follow our Instagrams. I'm the Danny Ritz. What's yours? Mid, mid Ritz. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, peace and love. I don't think that I think we covered it all. Have a good time. Come out to the show. Get pissed with us. Have fun. Come say hey. Yeah, you you can actually come and say hey on Saturday the tenth of August as well at uh, Steve's Brewery, uh, yep. which is going to be the the Sydney show for the Lightning Strikes Twice tour. Uh, the doors, second show of tour. Yes, second show of the tour. So so make sure you get there. Doors. You'll see are, us nice and fresh. We won't be tired and weathered by the end of it. So guaranteed a sick show. <laughs> come and make sure you weather the boys of panic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we will be after this show. That's for sure. <laughs> Doors are at 7.30 p.m. It's an 18-plus show. You can get $10 pre-sales or 15 at the door. And I believe um, you're going to be putting a link up as well where you can buy them online? Uh, we, yeah, we've got a link. Just hit our Facebook page up or hit up one of the support bands. Even on the event page, yeah. there's a link as well. <laughs> awesome. And uh, if you aren't in Sydney, uh, you can also catch... Panic play the lightning strikes twice to a, at the Enigma Bar in Adelaide on the 3rd of August. There's also the Hamilton Station Hotel on the 17th in Newcastle. Bombay Rock in Melbourne on the 24th. Boy, oh, this is this is massive. You guys are insane. You're playing the back room of Brisbane on the 31st, the basement in Canberra on the 6th of September, and then the next night, the Foundry in Wollongong. That's fucking huge. That's awesome. Yeah, we covered all the big stuffs. <laughs> week after week, we're going to do it. Uh, well, look, that that is fucking amazing, guys. I'm super psyched to be able to make the tour as well. And uh, we'll see you all there. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. See you there. We'll have a beer. <laughs> Definitely. Thanks, guys. Catch you next time. Thank Peace. you.